Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circus Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Good. So we got a whole bunch of topics to vomit up today. Uh, and, you know, because most of them leave that sort of taste in my mouth when we're talking about them. Um, Might be it for the next couple of years. Good God. Yeah. I. Part of me, we we're talking about this before we started. I don't want to see the country fail. I want to see us do what I don't want to see like another Carter administration all over again. But there's a certain amount of schadenfreude in seeing people who voted voted for Biden go, well, I didn't know he was going to do this or I lost my job when he did this. And I just want to go, fuck you. You did this to yourself. Well, it's the same thing that happened when Obama was elected and they went after Rush Limbaugh for saying he hopes he fails. And because that was the response to that it's like, well, you don't want to see the country fail. And he's like, no, his his policies, if they fail sooner than later, it's better. Right. Because they aren't – they're bad policies. So to get them out there and get them going so that they can fail sooner so we can recover from them faster, that's what we want. Well, I mean it's not good for the country if he winds up being the worst president we've ever had and not in a way like uh, Trump gets labeled by the left as being the worst president ever. Yeah. But anyway, so I got a list here. I posted this on the uh, Bread and Circuses podcast page on Facebook. Of a of a post from a listener about this is his at Biden's 50th hour in office. He'd already done all of this stuff. And we should just blow through this list right. and look at some of these things. So and when I posted, I said, well, he's only got thirty four thousand nine hundred more hours left in his administration. How much damage? How much more damage can you do? Uh, so no particular order. Uh, loss of fifty seven thousand jobs in oil. I don't know if it's that many uh, and what they're getting that from, but I heard there's like – It might end up being more. Well, there's like 15,000 just from stopping the – The oil pipeline. The the pipeline. And then they're closing out, um, allowing any kind of uh, surveying or or getting oil from federal uh, lands. Well, and here's the thing about you idiots who think we had to stop this pipeline. First of all, we have pipelines all over this country. Some of them are old. Well, you know why this pipeline, though, is the one that they went after? Because it went through, it's going through all the states that said "fuck you" to Biden. Well, it also has, it also goes through native lands, but so do a bunch of other pipelines. Yeah. So we're not going to dig up the ones that we've already got, and some of them are old, you know. And so they're saying, "Well, this one's going to leak on, you know, native land and all that stuff and poison their water." And that was the Trump administration's plan. It's like, ah, oh, shut up. This is going to be a state-of-the-art pipeline to move oil. If you don't move this oil like that, you're going to move it in trucks or train or trains. Trains go through towns and slow down the traffic, disrupt the flow of commerce. And both of those things are carbon positive for you people who say you care about the environment. And they'll say, well, we just need to get away from fossil fuels. I got news for you. We're never going to get away from fossil fuels. Look, period. Yeah, that might be true, Rooster, but what we can do is we can just buy carbon offsets, and that'll fix it. So any com- any company or any, any government 
that um, pollutes or does anything that creates a lot of carbon, they just pay for offsets. And then that, and that makes, balances it out. That makes the air cleaner how? Yes. How? Yes. How? Yes. Okay. Thank you, resident liberal. <laughs> you have beautifully stated their argument. Yeah. So it's like, well, you're fucking up the environment, but we'll just make it. We'll give you a fine. So that'll make it better. Yeah. So. No, we'll pay, we'll pay so that you can produce some indoctrination. Yeah. That'll, that'll destroy things worse. But a lot of these jobs and oil that are lost are union jobs. Many of these people voted for Biden. And I'm sorry. I don't feel bad for you when you're saying, well, I didn't know he was going to do this. Yeah, you did. And if you didn't, then then don't vote. Well, here on that, you have topic, no right voting if if that if if that if you're causing that kind of damage and not knowing what you're doing. From Twitter, uh, Kamala Harris's Twitter account on October seventh of two thousand twenty. Oh, yeah, I love this. Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. Yeah. Okay, and then Katie Pavlich posted this. Um, the Biden administration, yes, we are following through with a fracking ban three months later mm-hmm. to the day. Now, is she going to get any pushback from media? Is there going to be anybody bring that up? Uh, I mean, that's a that's a bald lie. That's a straight up lie. But you know what she does? She goes, you know, she'll straight up lie and she'll admit it. She goes, that's OK, because nobody nobody will be held accountable. It's like when she called Biden a racist or whatever during the. Uh, that was just a debate. Yeah, it was just during the debate. It's politics. Know? People do that it's all the, the same time. thing here. It's like, uh, yeah, that was just that was just uh, for an election. I just said that for an election. We do that all the time. Yeah, and s- guess what? Guess what? She's going to get for that. I said he wore blackface. I mean, he didn't really, but conservatives are going to be pissed about it, and the Democrats and liberals are going to make excuses for it, and that's yep. pretty much how it goes. And the excuse makers are going to win out because nothing is going to be done about it. Uh, ended energy independence for the United States. I think they're referring to not allowing the drilling on. On uh, federal lands or suspending the leases for 60 right. days. We're energy independent now. So right. So we're going to go back to buying oil from what? Saudi Arabia? I guess. And they're not stupid. They know they're saying, well, it's only 60 days while we check it out. <laughs> well, what's going to happen to all the fucking oil workers who, when they say we're not working for 60 days? They're not just going to sit around and go. Rooster, they're going to learn coding. Yeah. By the way, if you say learn to code, you get kicked Isn't off. Isn't that amazing? Because anyway. that's that. I, I guess that's the equivalent of hate speech, right? Remind me. I want to get into that later. I was pointing out their hypocrisy and yeah. their idiocy is is hate speech. I guess. I want fuck you guys. I want to get later into the timeline on the the Trump thing for the the uh, insurrection at oh, the Capitol. Okay. Yeah. Um, Canada and Texas are suing Biden. Doesn't surprise me that Texas is. Doesn't surprise me at all. And that's over the border wall. But Canada, I mean, the premier of. Um, Alberta came out and was like, you can't do this. We got a shit ton of money sunk into this pipeline. You can't just not do it now. So, you know, all that stuff about how we're going to make our reputation in the uh, world better. Well, Canada is really fucking pissed at us now. I mean, Israel's not too happy either. I'm sure they're not. Because Biden under uh, under the Obama administration, I mean, we snubbed Israel left and right. Well, they just don't like those damn dirty Jews. (laughs) And who can blame them? (laughs) Disavow. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) Um, Antifa, just an idea, right? Uh, Continue to riot and burn, uh, burn down Portland and Seattle. So they smashed into the DNC office 
in Seattle, we mentioned this in the last podcast with signs that say, we don't want Biden, we want revenge or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, somebody, and I don't know what this person's politics are, the fact that they're from Portland probably means they're to the left. Chase Ted Wheeler down, wouldn't get out of his face after he was, uh, after he went to dinner and he maced him. Ted Wheeler? Ted Wheeler maced him. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. No, is that true? Yes, absolutely. Because I actually saw the video of someone harassing him, Wheeler, at a restaurant. Is this is this yeah. the same people? Le- followed him all the way to his oh, car. I did not see the rest. I didn't hear about the and rest. He maced of him. Yeah, because he was sitting there, kind of taking it in the restaurant. Well, he said, "I have mace. Stop! I've got some mace. I'll mace you." That's my Ted Wheeler impression. Yeah, it's good. I'm the super important mayor of Portland. That's funny, <laughs> man. Maced him. Oh my god! I will so mess you up with this mace. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Ha! Stop! <laughs> you stop that. That's hate speech. Um, yeah. Well, but aren't you gay? But you didn't mean it nicely. <laughs> you didn't mean it in a proud way. So, uh, sent our troops that were in, in D.C. to sleep on the floor of, of a parking garage in freezing temps with cars parked there and one bathroom. But the White House made them cookies. All right. There's there's a bit of embellishment in here, but yeah. let's get to the truth. They didn't get sent to that garage to sleep. That was their area to take a break. Um, but still, on the concrete floor, and I think it wasn't freezing, but it was cold. This was like 40-degree temperature. 5,000 troops could use that area. One bathroom, two stalls. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, they got buckets to pee into. I know. It's just... So stupid. Um, and that's because we can't have those dirty troops with their mean guns in the Capitol. You know, can't have well, them. Well, the, the, the optics were pretty funny. It's like, oh, are you telling us uh, 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 putting a show of forces would put down a, a potential riot? Uh, Portland? Yeah. Are, are you saying walls? They're erecting walls and, and, and they work? Mm-hmm. Huh. Funny that. But they're good walls. <laughs> they're meant to keep good people in. Mm-hmm. And bad people out. No, wait, I said that wrong. They're mit- never mind. They're they're built to keep out literally Hitler. I know. Yes. Uh, they're they're built to keep people out who want to ruin things, mm-hmm. not people who want to partake in freedom of speech at the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. Uh, created a new glass ceiling for girls to hurdle. This is great. Ruining so many chances of scholarships with his quote unquote progressive. Uh, transgender programs allowing boys to compete against girls and allows them into their bathrooms. Now, it's ma'am. It's hate speech because they are not they are not boys competing against girls. Yeah, because they have to make this is true. They have to make the very difficult step. They have to jump through tech the very important technical hoop of claiming they're a woman. Yeah, that's you know it's difficult. So if a boy is, uh, and I say boy because they're under 18, is uh, doesn't make the JV hockey team, he could technically decide that he's a woman. Oh, that would never happen, Rooster. And could just play on the ground. Point out an team. example of that happening. Point out seven examples of that happening. Much, Point out 27 examples how many of that. T- how much time do you have? <laughs> no, because you have to keep raising the bar because every time you say that, there's example after example of it. But, you know, I was uh, there's some... Uh, check marks and the liberal types on the left there saying uh, maybe <laughs> this is going off on a tangent I shouldn't bring this up but maybe we should do puberty blockers on all children until they become old enough to decide what gender they truly want to be 
Is that even scientifically possible? I don't know, but don't you just the kind of insanity it? we're, we're oh heading God. towards? <laughs> Fuck. Ugh. Um, yeah. So it says it. It's ruining the chances for many, for scholarships for some of these girls. Yeah. And I understand that there are and people say no. There, those colleges aren't. They're going to look at that and say, no. Those those girls right, raised they'll, against they'll boys. The hell out of it, probably. But no, they won't. But if you're if you're a uh, women's high school or a women's college track coach at you know Midwestern University, you know you're not some high end program or anything. You uh, you know you've got a good program. You may. You may seriously consider, hey, that woman was running against men. So I get it. But the point is, if she finishes seventh instead of fourth in a meet, you're not going to hear about her. She's going to have to proactively chase you down and tell, no pun intended, and point out where she scored and all this and who these. It's a hell of a lot of work for these women who otherwise wouldn't have to do this to get a scholarship. Yeah. It's stupid. The idea that you can just declare that you're a woman. And, for, and for people that keep saying science matters, it really doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Not to them it doesn't. Yeah. Only the right science matters. Right. You have to say it nicely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, let's see. Yeah, created, created a new federal property mask mandate. Which he broke several times already. Within like 24 hours, I think he broke. Yeah, so. Uh, I mean, uh, Jen Psaki, his uh, White House uh, press corps, uh, or not press corps. White House press secretary. Press secretary, when somebody uh, told her about that. We've got more important things to worry about. Yeah, it was like, her response. listen, please, don't have Peter Ducey from Fox ask we, that We've question. done all kinds of things, and we're very safe here, and we've got all kinds of protocols. We've got better things to worry about. We're doing the stuff and things, okay? Yeah, stuff and things. Stuff and things. Uh, complete halt on student loan forgiveness that he promised. Now, on this whole student loan forgiveness fuckery, if you have a student loan that's forgiven of $10,000, let me explain to you how it works, people. The IRS will now see that you have $10,000 of debt reduction, which is income for you, by the way. So if you made $37,000, you now, according to the IRS, made $47,000. And they'll go, no, 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 that's not how it works. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Welcome to the world of real estate and business and all that shit. So you're going to pay on that. By the way, it's going to be harder to get uh, money now because banks are going to go, fuck. You know, they're going to look harder at who they give loans to. Right. This $10,000 is going to cost you way more than it ever did. And by the way, if you have to borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars to go to college, maybe you should look at going to a cheaper college. You know, maybe you should look at a college. Yeah, if you, you, can if you didn't, if you didn't get that scholarship, then and might people, be a good reason for it. And people say, why should someone go to a lesser college? Just because it was more expensive doesn't mean it was better. There are some extremely elite colleges in this country. And then you've got 50% of them that are all basically in the same sort of better than average, good, solid school to go to. And unless you went to one of those elite schools, nobody fucking cares where you went to school. Right. Unless you're being interviewed by them and they go, Indiana University, I went there. Yeah. They don't care. And by the way, if it's named after a state, it's the same thing. University of Minnesota, Michigan, California, whatever. It's it's all the fucking same. Yeah. 
So you were talking about the. So he's not going to do that. That's scrapped. That's they're they're not no, going to talk do about it. that. <clears throat> he'll do it, but they're going to find a way. They'll find a way tax wise to fuck everybody on it. Well, I've noticed. I don't know if this is part of the list, but I've noticed that uh, all this talk about giving two thousand dollars to people for well, a that's, stimulus. It's on the is list. On we'll the get list? to it. Okay. So you will get your ten thousand dollar forgiveness, but it's going to cost you about ten thousand dollars in taxes. So. Way to go. Um, also, we have – so the next thing on the list, a complete halt on the $2,000 okay. stimulus program, he promised. Well, that's the Republicans' fault. You know, they what just don't – they don't want to play ball. Oh, wait a minute. But uh, they don't have to play – the Democrats don't need them to play ball anymore. No, they don't They don't have to play ball. They just don't have to do it. So they're going to say that the, the Republicans are still holding that up? Yeah. Even though they have no power and no say? Right. Uh. It's just like I have some friends in California – who were putting something about the wildfires that California has every fucking year on there. Yeah. You know whose fault it is? Big business and Republicans. Oh, it's not the fact that they didn't they didn't manage the lands well? Shh. shh. That they no, didn't no, they shh, didn't clear shh, the uh stop. the burnable hate lands. Speech. Oh, hate speech. Okay. You can't say it. Yeah. Facts. Mm-hmm. Uh let's worry about the facts. Okay. No, it's because it's been run by Democrats for years. Yep. And they're they're doing a terrible job of it. And by the way, if you've ever been to Northern California, you know what it looks like? It looks like a brown scrub covered hills. The kind of place that if it caught on fire would burn for days. And they keep building houses in those places. Yeah. You know? Um all right. So the two thousand dollar stimulus, yeah, that's gonna be well, first of all, it was gonna be two, it was gonna be fourteen hundred. Because it was gonna be the rest of the two thousand. From the okay. So all they were gonna do was try and pass But a they bill don't need to anymore. Right. They were going to pass a bill for the difference between what yeah. they wanted and what Mitch McConnell and Trump allowed. You know, and yeah. Dan Crenshaw said, hey, don't plagiarize a bill. You know, well, they're going to blame that on Republicans who can't stop it at this point. You know, yeah. and let's say even if uh, the Senate's 50 50, all you need is one Republican to say, yeah, I'll give you the check. And there's going to be a Republican who says, yeah, send them some free money. Yeah, there'll be a lot of them because they don't want someone to be like running against them saying, if you were in uh, if you, this person wanted to uh, in the middle of a pandemic, not give you your measly fourteen hundred dollars. So it would get voted through. He doesn't want to do it. Well, even conservatives would be swayed to vote against somebody that didn't vote for that, because a lot of them are thinking at this point, this is the government's fault that we're shut down. And the they, government needs to get this money, not understanding you know, that that just is going to make your life harder and tax wise but but i can understand the thought process on the on the conservative side that would allow them to go yeah we need that money now fuck you guys you guys made it so that we can't make a living so i want that money back so i get that attitude yeah um i i admit i don't understand how either of these next two work they're related to each other uh shot down the trump admin order to a lot to lower the cost of insulin and another one to lower the cost of epinephrine um I don't know about the insulin one other than I hear these stories and I would love for someone to show me the facts. If some of these people say, well, I died because we didn't have insulin. These drug companies put commercials on TV all the time. If you can't afford your medication, let us know. You know, there are state programs all over the place to do this. And by the way, Nick Zerwas, who's a former uh, state legislature uh, member in Minnesota here from Elk River said, 
he was taking one of Wall's policies and said, if we hadn't passed that, he goes, we could have paid for everybody's insulin in the state six times over. <laughs> so don't tell me that you care about that stuff. Yeah. Um, epinephrine, I know the whole story about this. Uh, bits Isn't that and for like people that are allergic to these things or something? Yeah, and they said these EpiPens, you know, Martin, no, it wasn't. Not uh, allergies and all that. That was the guy, uh, Martin, whatever, the guy who bought the AIDS drug. So that's not him. But so this epinephrine, epinephrine company started charging like three times as much for these EpiPens. Do you know who was the president of that company that was doing that? Joe Manchin's daughter. Joe Manchin, the uh, blue dog uh, senator from West Virginia. And she don't, her company that she was president of donated like $50,000 to his Senate campaign. Hmm. So anyway, nothing untoward there. Nothing untoward there. But anyway, yes, EpiPens cost a shit ton of money now, but they also give away shit tons of EpiPens. If you are in a school and you cannot afford an EpiPen, you can get one. Mm -hmm. I know that for a fact. So uh, anyway, I don't know what all that is, but it's it's so stupid. A lot of it is just uh, it's. You know, if Trump thought it was a good idea, they have to go against it. That's all. That's all it comes down to at this point, and they'll rationalize it. I mean, even if it was a good idea, they're not going to admit that it was. Yeah. Even with like the distribu- distribution of the, uh, of the of the vaccine, the uh, Operation Warp Speed, and all that kind of stuff, they can't admit any part of that was well done. Right. And, and uh, I'm not. I'm no big fan of of, of this vaccine plan or anything. I, I'm 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 one of those tinfoil hattery guys about it. Um, but well, I finally got over the symptoms of my Indian one. <laughs> don't sound like a poo anymore. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that he was able to do what he said he was going to do is pretty impressive, even if you don't agree with what he did. I think I follow that. Okay. But they're 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 trying to take credit for. Well, they're going to try to take credit for all the good. But in the meantime, even saying that whatever he did was good ended up being bad, and they just had to tweak it to make it good. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what this one means. Maybe you do rescinds Trump order banning Chinese communist involvement in U.S. power grid. Yeah, we're going to go into that a little bit more later, I think. I've got an article about it. Uh, 1.6 billion in gross wages lost. That I I don't know the details that that honestly that sounds like a throw-in kind of just to build the list, but you know, whatever. Um, and it says, and just today, eight Chinese bombers, four fighters, and one sub-hunter breached Taiwan's air defense identification zone, crossing the Taiwan yeah. Strait. Everything they've done in three days has benefited other countries and hurt Americans. Gas prices climbing. They are. They're up about 40 cents. Uh, and the market going down. Yeah, market's staying about the same. But, hey, at least Biden hasn't tweeted mean words, and we have a woman vice president. Do we, though? Guess what, because Joe? This is the part. Yeah. We did it. <laughs> Wait, dear president. This is a video. No. It drives me fucking crazy. I guess she was out jogging or something when the news came. Mm-hmm. And then she calls uh, she calls Joe. And she goes, guess what, Joe? I'm like, oh. <laughs> She's like nails. It's like her and Hillary, nails on the chalkboard. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's my misogyny coming out there. Yeah. Well, somebody pointed out uh, on Facebook that. You know, this is the first female vice president, but it's too bad because uh, this party doesn't recognize gender. Yeah. <laughs> so they do until they don't. How much more of this list is there? That's it. All right. So I w- we can go into this real quick, the about China. Okay. Um, Red State has an article. Uh, Jen Psaki is 
we we mentioned is the uh, press um, press secretary for Biden. Her answer on why Biden suspended the rule protecting U.S. power grid from China is incredibly concerning. That's the the headline. Nick Arama. So um, says Biden staffers like Jen Psaki have been lying their heads off about the Trump administration not having a having a plan to distribute the vaccine and claiming they had to come up with how to meet their goal of 100 million vaccinated in 100 days. Of course, that wasn't true. The Trump administration has already been delivering vaccines at a rate of a million a day. And they had Operation Warp Speed, which not had not only produced the vaccine in historic record time, as the Op Warp Speed explained, they'd already had about 300 meetings bringing the Biden folks up to speed. But Joe wants, wants to lie about that, so it looks like he's doing something and not just plagiarizing something inherited from Donald Trump, which is what we just talked about. See, I take offense to that. Joe has never plagiarized anything. Oh, no. That's yeah. never ended one of his uh, presidential bids or anything yeah. like that. I mean, like about his education? His bona fide, his education bona fides. Uh, so, but they're not just lying about things like this. They're also failing to give fundamental answers to some pretty important questions, such as about why Biden suspended by executive order for 90 days the protection that President Donald Trump had put in place against countries like China having access to our power grid. Trump provided by executive order a protection against using foreign equipment in the power grid, particularly looking at China, known for building backdoors and things into things to gather information. Good examples if you go to wish.com, which, you know, nobody should go to at this point. Um, only if you want to buy like your, uh, what, uh, stuff that you, they don't make in America. What don't they make in America? They, Everything. Yeah. <laughs> don't buy your American flags from Wish. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Try to find an American. There's probably you probably can't find. An they only have company. 27 stripes. Yeah, yeah. 14 stars on um, them. But uh, they have this yellow and red. If you do go on to Wish and you're looking <laughs> for like CBs and um, um, uh, walkie talkies, that kind of thing, they always have this brand. It's Bao Thing, I think is the name of it, mm-hmm. and that's the only brand they sell that I've ever seen on Wish. And it's always this different variations of Bao Thing brand, and that's all. Chinese government. That's not company. I mean, if it's a Chinese company, it's Chinese government because they're intertwined. But this is the kind of thing where they will not – America should not have any Baofeng technology. You know what Baofeng means in Chinese, don't you? Uh, what does it mean? Fuck you and your mother. Really, nigga? Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Um, Trump provided uh, – blah, 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 blah. So, the, yeah, they're, they're known for building back doors into their elect- electronics in order to – you know, to either spy or to be able to grab um, power and actually make turn switches on and off by remote. Uh, so we'll give the media some credit for actually asking. This is back to the article here. We'll be we'll give the media some credit for actually asking about Biden's action as they should, rather than just asking about his dogs or his favorite ice cream flavor. Of course, it was from a news pa- Newsmax reporter who asked, but Saki's response was more than troubling. And here's the quote. I'll have to, I think the president's view on our relationship with China, I tried to do my best to convey to all of you. I'll have to check on that specific piece and we'll, we'll circle back with you directly. That was her answer. Good God. <laughs> what, what did she just say there? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. She was caught. She was caught in her heels and there was no pushback on that though by any other reporter. Like we didn't have, what's his name? Jim Acosta standing up and going, but you need to answer this. This is important. <laughs> Yeah. Look at 
me? Why do you hate America? Yeah. She had no real answer. This is back to the article. This is almost over. She had no real answer. She couldn't explain why such a significant protection against China has been gutted at least for three months or if that gutting would continue. It's especially concerning given China's antipathy towards us. Everything they've done to us with the cover-up or the virus, and I've got more of that later if we want to talk about that, and the sanctions they've taken, if we have time, against our members of Congress, not to mention Biden's connection to China through his son. Oh, that never happened. Hunter Biden and his laptop? What are we talking about? Hey, he was, he was just buying bagels the other day. Yeah. All right? What, what just, laptop? Where? Yeah. Huh? Um, oh, let's I, see. Did you see uh, the interview with the guy who had the laptop? I did. His hat. His, I saw the still with his little yeah. silly hat. He wanted that thing the hell out of his shop. Yeah. He, was, he, knew, <laughs> he called the FBI. He's like, yeah, will you come get this? But he did make a copy, though. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in the responses to the question of China, Saki also made more troubling comments saying they wanted to deal with China. Here's a quote with some strategic patience, the translation, we're not going to say or do anything definitive, definitive to stop China. And, uh, this is almost over one more art, uh, paragraph. You keep if, saying that. If you, you recall, reading? that's a retread of Barack Obama or they would say things like that and never call China or Iran out on their nonsense because they were being patient. And then China and Iran would run right over them while they were sitting in the back rooms pondering what to do is so, so as not to offend China and Iran. Sounds like Joe is moving right back into that fail failure to respond script. Yeah, we're going to do the lead from behind thing for sure. Uh, Obama would always say smooth things but would never actually be able to execute exec, ex, effective policy. But Biden's a little different. Now we have not just the ineffective policy, but not even the smooth response anymore. Um, by the way, that circling back hasn't happened yet. That's the end of the article. Okay, so you're Peter Ducey. I'm Joe Biden. You're asking me a question about China. Peter Ducey asking a question about yeah. China? Yep. Um, so uh, what, are you, what are your plans on— Well, this guy. This guy always asks me a tough question. Here we go. Uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Mr. President, um, what are your plans— um, to deal with the China's reticence to cooperate with um, uh, the U.S. administration's plans on uh, effectively combating the coronavirus. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Everybody knows that's not true. Thank you. Everybody knows, Thank you, Mr. Everybody President. Everybody knows we don't talk about that stuff. No, Thank you. Try again next time. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That's him. And I've got a big smile on my face. <laughs> As he right. walks off the stage. All right. So... I I was trying to Google one article that I heard heard about the other day about this uh, MIT professor whose article had been ghostwritten by this Chinese author admits they came out and they ghost wrote it. Yeah. But that person's brother is also involved in military intelligence or U.S. intelligence or whatever. But instead, I got this article. So I'll look for the other one. But this one is from, uh, I, I have to say, this is from the very right-wing source of Bloomberg. Okay. <laughs> so keep that in mind. This is coming from Bloomberg. Uh, January 14th of this year, an MIT professor and nanotechnology expert was charged with failing to disclose to the U.S. Department of Energy millions of dollars in funding he allegedly received from China in, the latest, slew of, in the latest slew of similar cases. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mispronounce this guy's name. I'm guessing it's, it's Gong, but it's Gang, Chen, 56, a naturalized U.S. citizen from China, didn't disclose that he had entered into at least four contracts since 2012, quote, with various entities within or closely affiliated with, unquote, the Chinese government, including the National 
or uh, yeah, National Natural Science Foundation of China and the I'm not even Zhang Development Group, according to federal prosecutors in Boston. Privilege. These are federal prosecutors coming up with this, so they're not fucking around. Since 2013, Chen had received 29 million in foreign funding, including 19 from China's Southern University of Science and Technology. It's hard to turn down that kind of that kind of jing. What the fuck does he need 19 oh, million what, dollars what, what's for? The yen? No, wait, no, that's Japanese. What's Chinese money? What does he? Who cares? What does he need 19 million dollars for? What is he doing? Mo money, mo problems. Is he making a philosopher's stone or something? I just this well, is well, like me, maybe he wants to create a compound. I have a feeling if I give you nineteen million bucks, you could make one hell of a compound. Yeah, this is insane. Not just for myself; it'd, it'd be a whole community. But the the question behind the question with this is, how is it that these professors are getting millions of dollars like this? Yeah, and, and didn't we just hear? I don't. About, I don't even care if it's not from the Chinese government. Didn't we just hear about this? Well, yeah, but didn't we just hear about this a couple months ago where it just uh, it's supposed to be a big bombshell that how much infiltration China has in, in our uh, academic and business um, world in America? And that didn't go anywhere. We're not hearing anything about that anymore because, you know, China, you can do whatever the fuck you want now. Uh, in a court appearance by video conference Thursday, a federal judge in Boston said he anticipated requiring Chen to post a secured bond in the neighborhood of a million dollars. This guy is a fucking college professor. I don't care if he's the smartest guy MIT has on its staff. He shouldn't be making more than a million dollars in that job. Uh, probably not even close to that much. The case follows a China initiative launched by the Justice Department in 2018 to investigate and prosecute cases of economic espionage intended to benefit China. The program has resulted in dozens of prosecutions for hacking and for data and trade secret theft. Okay, why isn't it treason for you to give um, to give technology to a foreign or data to a foreign adversarial power? If you were what in college, or a, why isn't it treason for one of these guys to do this? Because well, it depends on what it is. Does it have anything to do with the military? Well, I'm I'm guessing nanotechnology, probably. Okay, then yeah. But they'll they'll find a way to say, well, you know, we can you can conduct business with foreign countries. There's nothing illegal about that as long as it's not uh, directly um, going against uh, U.S. economic or or military interest, right? Well, even economic, you can go against the U.S. economic interest to your, for your own benefit if you want. There's nothing illegal that, about that. They'll say, right? Well, then if it's not, then why don't you just hand them the information? Why do you have to do it quietly? Oh, underhandedly. Because uh-huh. there's more going on than we even are, are told. Well, of course there is. Yeah. Yeah, China. China's a. I mean, it's a big problem. It's gonna be. It's gonna become. And they're bold, They're emboldened, and they know it. I mean, Trump wasn't as, as tough on China as he probably should have been either. Even so. Yeah, I mean, he's probably gonna wind up paying for this, but. No, it's just it's just one one guy in academia that's that's being bought out by Chinese interests. I mean, this is this was a hundreds and hundreds of of. Uh, of Instances. Instances of this that we were just, that we'd heard about. But then that kind of like, that news dropped and then it was like, oh, that's a big deal. And then forgotten. Even I forgot about it until now. Uh, sort of along these lines. I, I put it in under Ghostwriter, but now I got uh, a couple pages in. I got dramatic images show how Shanghai has turned into a ghost town amid coronavirus outbreak. And this is, this is dated 
January 27th, 2020. Isn't it funny how they say Trump was xenophobic for having this ban in what? February? On Chinese travel? Yeah. But these are January 27th from 2020, showing how there's nobody in Shanghai. I mean, it's just empty uh, subway cars and train stations. Empty. So, fuck you, you didn't know about this. Yeah. Well, I'm still irritated that I keep hearing all these every day. It seems like the uh, news today I heard another news story about this was the deadliest day for the coronavirus yet. And, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm living in, in Minneapolis, and I'm everybody's conducting business now. I still don't know anybody personally that's died from coronavirus. I've heard people that say people that people that know people kind of thing. It's not the existential threat they're trying to pretend it is. And if I keep hearing this shit, this this um, these uh, apocalyptic uh, numbers games just to just to make uh, Biden look good, like when he says, "Well, we need to we need to double up on masks." Well. You know, it's important because we just had the deadliest day. Well, we just had the deadliest day every fucking day from what I can tell. And I'm still not actually seeing it. I'm at the point where I'm starting to think it's all a fucking a conspiracy. You better triple up your masks. Yeah. Well, that was like Walls the other day came out and he said just uh, two days ago. or Yeah, I think it was Monday. Came out and said, uh, we're still dealing with these people who uh, he goes on the one side, we're following science. I'm paraphrasing. And the other side, people who think the coronavirus doesn't exist. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, nobody, Stop with the caricatures. Yeah, There's none of that. And but the, but the thing is, I'm starting to get that like I'm starting to get that fucking conspiracy shit where they're pushing so hard that I'm going. Well, I can't believe my fucking lying eyes. I guess right. I I believe it life exists. Life goes on. Yeah, but life go, it's not what they say it is at right. all. Right. I just went to a restaurant the other day, uh, a little like coffee sandwich shop, and went in there and had a salad, and they had the. They had every other booth that X'd off. There was nobody in there but me and had to wear the mask to go in and get your coffee and your sandwich. And they said of going up to the register and paying or making your order, they had like a table set up between the door and the register. And then you had to sign in your name and, you know, contract trace your phone number. And I was looking at the names on the on the thing. That's pretty funny. It's like Tom Cruise was on there. I was Jason Bourne, by the way. Um, but, you Not know. Andy Kaufman. And the thing is, these people realize it's a joke. Yeah. And. They don't care. They want the business. And if you got sick in their business, then it would be bad for them. So they wouldn't be doing stuff. like They wouldn't be perpetuating practices that would actually make people sick, which means that nobody's getting fucking sick at these restaurants and these businesses. And all these little measures you're taking, everybody's looking, you know, uh, doing shit like, you know, uh, Tom Cruise and Jason Bourne and contact tracing. Uh, they're... They've got their sanitized uh, menus on the on the wall, and then you know they're supposedly taking them after you're done and taking them in the back and sanitizing them. No, they're not. They're taking them back and then they're taking them back out and rotating them back in, into the into the little. Uh, they're holder. spraying Windex on them. And it's just at this, it's all about just like training people to be compliant to what the government tells you. That's all this fucking is right now. So don't tell me it's a fucking pandemic. That's an ex- existential. I keep saying that word, but that's. Like, it's a threat to humanity. It is not a fucking threat to humanity. It's bad for some people. I get it. And we should protect those people and wear masks. And don't don't touch your face and eyes. Wash your hands. Good idea. Good advice. But this whole other shit where healthy people quarantine, fuck off. I don't wear a mask. I've been touching my face and eyes and all that. Nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Well, I saw um, the guy who subbed in for Rush today did a thing about he he cited a study, and I I didn't see where he referenced it, so I'm taking his word for it. They put some they did it in Marine barracks somewhere, where they took one group, had them wear masks, um, they distanced, they did all that stuff. When uh, they got food, they weren't allowed to plate their food up by themselves. It was handed to them on clean plates. And the other ones, the control group lived how they normally lived. The mask group got more cases of COVID. (laughs) I believe it. Now, in a small study like that, all you need is one person to get it, and it spreads. So it's it's not a perfect, I mean, when you're taking two small groups like that, um, as opposed to thousands of test cases. But the point is, if the mask was keeping you safe from getting it from other people, that should have then it would work. Safe. Well, did, didn't you hear, too, that the, all these uh, National Guardsmen and women that were at the Capitol, this, there's a huge outbreak now of coronavirus amongst them? No. Yeah, that's the new thing now. So there's that now. I haven't heard any about that. So well, what's the point? I, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It's like... All this breathless reporting about numbers and coronavirus outbreaks and this and that. It's like, yeah. And your point being, well, you're trying to, if you're denying it, you're killing someone's grandma. Well, I've had a couple of friends who got COVID and they said it was the worst thing ever. They wouldn't wish it on anybody. They they couldn't walk up, you know, a flight of stairs without having to stop and rest for five minutes. Uh, and I'm not exaggerating. Both of them told me that. Guess what? When I get the flu, like a regular flu, fucking wipes me out too. I've had other friends who tested positive for it because someone in their family tested positive. Didn't have any symptoms. And they said, I had like a runny nose. They said, if I, if I wouldn't have thought otherwise, I thought it was like hay fever or symptoms or something like that. I realized this is the winter, you're not getting hay fever, but they would have said, I would have never even tested for it. But a member in their family got sick. And by the way, there were three other members in the family who tested positive, never got anything, you know, same symptoms. So one got sort of laid out by it. And the other three were fine. Yeah, none of this justifies what has been done at all. Not even close. No. So. And now there's, I was just talking to somebody today who said uh, they're glad they got their kid in private school because the the waiting lists for private school are incredible. And I've been saying this forever. And now Walls came out the other day when he was talking about all this other bullshit he's regurgitating, saying he wants to protect the fundings for, funding for schools so they don't lose any money. We already spend two-thirds of the state budget in Minnesota on K-12 education. They don't need more money. No. If money was the determining factor on how well you did, we should have, on a per capita basis, the best schools in the entire yeah, fucking stellar. world. Yeah. And we don't. And so kids need to get back in school. But these schools, they're going to start closing some of them because there's just not going to be enough kids. Yep. So, And by the way... Who's the first people to be able to get out of shitty schools? Well-to-do families. And when you look at all these numbers on the gap in education, it is not racial. It is economic. Yeah. So, So yeah, it's Well, I have this article to transition back to China. Um, this article from um, Alpha News. Uh, U.S. scientists with close ties to Wuhan lab discussed manipulating bat-based coronaviruses just weeks before the outbreak. Dr. Peter Daszak described how easy it was to manipulate bat-based 
bat-based sorry, coronaviruses in an inter- interview filmed just weeks before the COVID-19 outbreak in Wuhan. And again, the the whole thing where they, they called you conspiracy theorists by, by saying that, well, this happened in a lab. This wasn't a food market thing. This was a lab. At, at first, that was conspiracy shit. And then they go, oh, and then they come back and say, well, okay, yeah, it probably was a lab. But then it got spread to this food market by one of the the technicians or whatever. And, and then you find out that, um, then they go, well, they weren't really manipulating and creating a virus. They were just testing. And I'm like, no, it turns out. Yeah, they were, they, they were, they were doing these things to manipulate to order to what they were saying was to, uh, create new strands that they could, you know, be prepared for in the future or whatever, which sounds crazy to me. sounds like a bad idea from us, from a bad science fiction movie. And then if you say, well, um, you know, I'm of the opinion that uh, that they did this shit on purpose. That yeah. they that they thought they could weather the storm. They made it so that it wasn't super deadly, but it was very contagious, so that people would freak out, especially Western society, Western because they saw how we how we react to shit. And and I think it was purposeful. And they're they're calling that conspiracy theory shit. And guess what? Probably two three years down the line, it'll come out and say, yeah, it's exactly what happened. I'm not gonna say that they did it on purpose. I'm just I'm not gonna go there. Well, they created the fucking virus. Well, I I don't doubt that they could have done that. Um, the I'm I'm just not that conspiratorial. But when people say no, government is generally good. I mean, look into that whole Tuskegee experiment with the um, with the vaccinations or whatever, or the where they basically injected black people with with the STDs, venereal yeah. disease. See what happened. And it's it's fucking crazy. Yeah, this guy was this uh, Peter Dazak, uh, a close associate with China's premier bat-based coronavirus researcher, key figure in directing taxpayer funds to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So he's the one that was talking about this. So he's very much tied to China. Um, and he also said that manipulating coronaviruses in labs is a useful tool in developing treatments and vaccines for potential future outbreaks. But some virologists say such research is playing with fire. Here's a quote. The only impact of this work is the creation in a lab of a new non-natural risk, Rutgers University molecular biologist Richard uh, Ebrick told New York Magazine. Yeah, it's like it, it, this is it's like the, it's the the story of count or the the plot of count, countless, uh, you know, Armageddon based science fiction movies and books. It's like, well, yeah, we're doing it for, for humanity's good. We're preparing for the worst. Well, you're creating the worst, and then and then it gets free. It's, it's like, what do you think is going to happen? The hubris involved in this is just astounding. But that's China for you. I mean, they, they if the Chinese communist government, there's nothing, there, there's no morality involved in anything they do. Not one shred. Well, do you think there's any morality in government, period? I remember. I think 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 that's the problem we're having right now is that there isn't because we're we're becoming more and more an immoral people that aren't aren't basing our motivations in biblical you know morality. But I don't know if I don't know if government was ever moral. I mean, government itself is not. It's immoral. But the people involved in it have to be moral. Yeah, but I don't know if they've ever been. You don't. yeah, I, well, it's like on the whole, we said no. that we said the quote before from Benjamin Franklin when people ask him what's what the form of government, uh, republic if you can keep it, and then there was another one saying, "What's who?" I can't remember the um, the author of this quote, and I'm not even quoting it right, but they're saying basically this government will only work so long as we have a moral people to uphold it. Yeah, 
can't that's not the exact quote but that's the basics um, right and that's kind of true yeah government is amoral it's based on people and but if people are immoral the government's not going to be is not going to it's going to reflect immorality right what's inherent in that statement is government in general has not been very moral yeah and you have to you have to have a strong church or you have to have a, a strong moral culture in order to keep a rain on that. Well, we're losing that. Well, but people of strong moral character generally don't get into politics in the first place. No, but but I think that what they're saying with that is that the voting public or the people will respond to immorality of government. You know, like fight against it or keep keep it from getting to the point where we're at now. I think. Well, but my point is, I don't know if I don't know if it's that much worse now than it's ever been as far as morality goes. Because again, I mentioned that Tuskegee thing. Yeah. But in between that, I remember being in like junior high or whatever, and there was some satellite. I mentioned this many, many episodes ago. Some satellite that the U.S. had built that was coming back around. It was slingshotting around Earth. But the thing that was powering this was about like like half a pound of plutonium. And they're like, you know, if it were to just like impact with our atmosphere, which it's not really going to do. But if it were, it could basically kill off most of the planet because it would sp- – it would shower Disperse. this plutonium through yeah. the atmosphere. And I'm thinking, who the fuck gets to decide to do this? Yeah. Who yeah. can just, they can just do that. And somebody somewhere went, well, you know, it's the name of science. I mean, the good outweighs the bad. Well, it's the whole story about when they they initially were going to test the first uh, atomic bomb. Yeah. They thought, there's a chance this could cause I mean, a chain reaction. probably not going to happen. The but, math uh, says yeah. it's possible math that says, this could just destroy our atmosphere. But it can't. I mean, it won't. <laughs> it could. It just it can't. We'll you do know. it. What the hell? We'll just, fingers crossed. But I'll bet you if you had a super sensitive mic, you could hear about 50 assholes unpuckering. <laughs> just like, a, <sighs> you know, yep. <laughs> it's just, ugh. Well, it's that same with CERN when they started up the super collider or whatever. There's a very small chance this could create a black hole that could expand. But I mean, if government, if government was moral, it would go, no fucking way. Yeah. You know, and you know, all these robots they're making, someone is going, you know, if we gave these things guns, we wouldn't have to fight wars anymore. You know, it's that kind of shit. Oh, that that's going to happen. What? The the robots fighting wars. Oh, and the first country that makes robots? Is going to be the one that has the super edge. Yeah. They'll be like dropping robots. I mean, can you imagine if the United States had a super robot that could fight? You know, like uh, something out of the Clone Wars. You know, the Star Wars movies? Mm-hmm. They just fucking drop 100,000 of those. I, and th- I think they'd make them, they should make them like, like giant spiders. Like make them super terrifying too. Like they can't, they shouldn't look human. They should look like, like some fucking creepy beast that would just... Seemed like something out of mythology. Like something out of the Tom Cruise, uh, what was that movie with him and Emily Blunt? Oh, yeah. Those the, things um, are yeah, fucking mean. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. You know, they're making a sequel to that. Or a prequel. Yeah. It's a time travel it's movie. It could be. Or what do you call it when it uh, runs parallel? A parallel. Sure. But That's they, my word. They changed the name <laughs> of that movie to Live, Die, Repeat. You know that? No. Yeah, there's a weird thing where it was like it was Edge of Tomorrow, and for some reason, when it got released uh, on video or something or streaming, they 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 titled it Edge or Love oh, Die Repeat. I'm, I'm glad you brought change the name up. This is one more thing I gotta bring up. So, uh, Raven sent this to me. Um, it, this is fucking scary. Uh, While well, I pull this up, so basically what happened is Tom Cotton, 
Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas, um, was served in the military, and he was uh, he was a ranger. Went to ranger school, okay. And uh, you get a ranger tab, you know, for doing that. Served in the 101st Airborne, and technically, from what I'm understanding of this, you are not a ranger unless you are serve in the 75th Ranger, whatever. But you get a ranger tab hmm. for going to ranger school. Okay. So frequently called rangers. Yeah. Because they went through it. Wouldn't have known that. Um, so Newsweek went back and stealth changed an article they wrote in 2015 where they basically said he called himself a ranger when he wasn't one to cover for a salon piece that called him a liar. Wow. Wow. But this, that, they've, they've been known to do that quite a bit, the, the stealth changing to, to – and then, yeah, it's uh, – it's like we said before, the, the – well, they're, they're covering for other com, uh, com, compatriots in the, in the media, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they do that for Democrats too. They're basically propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. They've done that to make the Democrats look good where they've gone back and changed um, – Without telling anybody, change the, the either the title or whatever or the important facts in their article to make the Democrats look better. Yeah. I mean, this is this is nuts. No. So here, I got it. All right. You really uh, can't trust the truth from I – mean, there's no – the thing about saying our truth or my truth is becoming quite true now. Seriously, do you, do you trust anything you see in the media anymore? No, not, and I don't even trust a lot of right-wing media. I, I don't trust anything. Yeah, and when then you, you hear a lot happened, of pe- a lot of boomers uh, posting stuff like I, I heard this happen, and and it's a story that's like it's too good to be true. And I'm like, yeah, it's too good to be true. It's not. It didn't happen, and it's on the right. So yes, it happens on both sides, but it just it benefits the Democrats more at this point. I kind of hate this autoplay stuff. It plays ads, and you can't stop them. Um, all right, so Newsweek is facing black la- blacklash. Backlash over the publication of a uh, it retroactively edited in 2015 report about Army Ranger School in order to uh, support Salon's reporting of Senator Tom Cotton. There we go again. And that's what all these guys do. All these media sources, they kind of do this this um, stealth editing to to back each other's story, yep. and they create the stories. So Cotton, who was widely seen as a top contender for 2024 GOP nomination, was the subject of a report last week from the liberal outlet that scrutinized his military service, particularly his reported claim on a congressional campaign flyer that he, quote, volunteered to be a ranger, unquote. Um, The Republican senator is a ranger school graduate and was awarded the coveted ranger tab upon graduation. He later served in the famed 101st Airborne, seeing combat in Iraq. Cotton never claimed to have served in the 75th Ranger Regiment, a special operations unit uh, separate from Ranger School. A report accusing Salon of smearing Cotton, in a report uh, accusing Salon, the conservative magazine National Review outlined the common mistake made by media outlets of referring to a Ranger School graduates as Army Rangers. For example, Newsweek reported in 2015 that for the first time in the Army Ranger School's 64-year history, two women have completed the intense training program and will become Rangers. The National Review reported the same 2015 Newsweek story acknowledged that the 75th Ranger Regiment does not allow female Rangers. 
So they contradicted themselves. National Review then highlighted that Newsweek had picked up Salon's story and the left-leaning backlash Cotton received over the weekend, running the headline, Tom Cotton blasted for claims about being an Army Ranger by a lawmaker who was one. So, I mean, they just go back and change the shit. Well, and that's another thing. Even the even the uh, the legislators, they, they'll refer to an article to, to justify either coming up with legislation or or you know getting people whipped up about an issue and and they'll refer to that uh some article and then that um in order to justify that article another article that's liberal will will bring up the fact it, it, i'm not saying this right but they'll they'll perpetuate it in a way where it's none of it's like backed up but since it's been perpetuated so much that it's considered a fact and i well, didn't state that right but that's what they're doing that's what happens on twitter you know, somebody on um, on Twitter, a journalist, will report something uh, and say something like, sources say. Well, then all the other journalists pick it up and, and then treat they it like it was sources. a fact. Yeah, and, and, yeah, then and then they so become becomes, a source. Yeah. It's this big circle jerk of verification. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, I didn't explain that at all well, but you just <laughs> put it in a nutshell what I was trying to say. Yeah, so, it, I mean, it's just fucking stupid. And they, they get away with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they honestly, there really should be a, a law. Really, there should be a law against that stealth editing and, and changing articles without putting a disclaimer right away and saying this has been changed. Like, you know, like a, what, what did they used to do when they when they put out a correction? They put out a correction for an article. Yeah. And they had to state, hey, here's a correction. So any article that has has been changed, like the, the contents have been altered, they need to highlight the content altered. So put a little asterisk by and go, hey, this was changed from previous. Here's why. Yeah, but if you can go back five years and start changing stuff. Yeah, who's going to know? What's to stop you from going back 10, 15, 20 yeah. years? Well, they're already doing that with, uh, with every book you have on Kindle. So if you don't own paper copies of the books, classics of anything you have – they have you don't own those books, basically. The stuff on Kindle, the digital copies you have, you're not that you don't you aren't the owner of those. You're like leasing them or rent whatever it is, because they can go in there and they can manipulate them. Virtual book burning. They can change the 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 any text in that book that they want to, and they've been doing that with certain um, books that have like I think uh, Mark Twain, Mark Twain, uh, Nigger Jim. They've been any reference to that. They've changed in a lot of these books. Now I don't know if they're doing it across the board, but there are certain, I don't know, Barnes and Noble. I, don't quote me on that because I don't know if that's them. But if you go and you read your old, um, uh, what was the, the Huckleberry Finn? Yeah. Um, and you're looking at all of a sudden the text is is, is altered, and you wouldn't so, know any better if you didn't read it before. In Huck Finn, where the character's name originally is Nigger Jim. Yeah. What is his name now? Is it Jim who was illegally seized from his original country of birth? Uh, it's the uh, hero of the story, Jim, probably. Okay, yeah. This book should have been named after Jim. <laughs> so it's gonna be. It's pretty soon. It's just gonna be Jim by Mark Twain. Yeah, yeah. Featuring Huck Finn. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, it, it, we're we're kind of. We're not. It, it's a ser- It is a serious issue. It's something we should probably go into more at some point. But yeah, the fact that the fact that you kind of need to have paper copies of books that you think are important 
because yeah. if you have a digital library, I mean, digital library is great to have. And like, you know, shit hits, hits the fan situation where you need like bushcraft or you need to know what's edible and what's not. It's good to have digital copies of us because it'd be a, a massively heavy to have all these books that would teach you that. But like history, you probably want to some some. You probably want to have paper copies of history well, books. I've got a paper copy of Rise and Fall of the Third Reich because it is widely viewed as one of the best historical books ever written. I mean, it's amazing the information in there. Um, just it, not right it, along with Mein Kampf. Well, that's that's what I was going to get to. Like historically, you should have access to that. I know, but would you would you dare order that book? Would you go on Amazon no, and order I that wouldn't. book? And, and the thing is, even if you have the attitude, which you should have, know thy enemy or know the mistakes of history so right. you can correct them. So you should read um, things from from communist um, Mao and from uh, Stalin and all that. And, and there's – But if, if you – no, if I was, was going to read Mao or Lenin or uh, Stalin, anything like that, I wouldn't have any fear of ordering that book from Amazon. Yeah. I wouldn't. But if I was going to try, for historical purposes, to read Mein Kampf, yeah. especially when you read Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, it's got so many references to yeah. it. And it literally tells you what the guy in the book was thinking. Yeah. It's an important historical work, you know, not to glorify it or anything, but just like you said, to understand the guy's thinking. And it's just been blacklisted to the point where you could probably get it, but – if you got it, you know you're going on some list somewhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And someone could be like, that guy ordered mine come from Amazon. <laughs> Probably read it too, the motherfucker. Right. Um, I wanted to talk very briefly about this. Uh, you know, the timeline from the whole Trump speech and the Capitol thing is coming out now. And they're showing that there was stuff going on at the Capitol before and while Trump was talking. Oh, he didn't directly tell people to march in the Capitol and, and – and. They were already there. Some of them were already inside the building when he said, you know, you got to fight like hell. Yeah. So unless they had their little streaming devices listening to everything he said and then went, well, he said go inside and break shit. Oh, and, and also they're find, coming to find out that all these people that participated in the breach of the Capitol – uh, none of them were perpetuating any of the uh, the actions they took on Parler. It was all on Twitter and all the major. Yeah, because uh, they want to look into that now. Yeah. So wait a minute. So you're justifying shutting down Parler uh, because they're spreading. They're able to spread these kind of uh, messages and 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 organization, the organizational aspect of a sedition on that. And that's one of the reasons they're justifying it is that these. These sites are being used to coordinate these kinds of things. And it turns out, no, as a matter of fact, Facebook and Twitter are the number one coordinated people. The uh, Antifa and BLM pro rioters are the one they use these sites and they're not getting any, any blowback from that. Well, because they're in charge. I'm about to utter a phrase you will never hear me say again. Well, in defense of Twitter and Facebook, I don't think they're actually saying that they shut Parler, that Parler was shut down from Amazon and Apple because they were um, fomenting sedition and all that stuff. It's because the user comments were unregulated. No, I think it's because they uh, they uh, violated the terms of service. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It but violated they also, the terms they, of service. They also pointed out that the, they weren't um, doing enough to stop the comments. Um, right. Which is a violation in which, terms of service. Which is, yeah, whatever. Um, but... 
that the, there was also a, I don't know, I can't remember who was saying it. The I think it was Amazon mm-hmm. that, that was bringing up the f- fact that these are used for. I think it was even I don't know if it was one of the big tech guys that actually said this. We'll have to look into that. Well, Tim Cook it. was saying when Chris Wallace interviewed him, they were saying that these these sites are being used by extremists to do A, B, and C. I don't I don't remember him. It might saying not have that. been him, but it was it was one of the talking head tech people, more than one, that was saying that you know and, and politicians saying that parlor is being used for that when it turns out uh you know let's look into who what's actually being used to uh, uh, disseminate infor- uh disseminate information on how to and when to attack and coordinate like antifa does well so what do you think's going to happen when this impeachment thing fails cuz it's going to fail it has to well it will because you just had 45 senators come out and say GOP senators say we're not voting for it yeah and you need 17 what I think is going to happen? And that simpy bitch Mitt Romney is going to vote for it. Well, he's he's going to double mask and vote for it. And Susan Collins. He's going to triple mask up and vote yeah. for it. Susan Collins who can fucking go to hell at this point. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She can go to hell. She's going to vote for it. So there's like there's like four of them that have come out and said, yeah, we're going to vote pro-impeachment. Because you know what he did was the worst thing a president's ever done. But there's 45 of them that came out and said, nope, not doing yeah. it. And let me clue the left in on some math here. If it's 50-50 because the president pro tem of the vice president pro tem or whatever the Senate doesn't get to vote. So Kamala Harris doesn't get to vote in this. At least I think she doesn't. But even if she does, it doesn't matter. I think that's only a tie-breaking vote. You need 67 senators to say, yep. And there's nothing saying that Joe Manchin is going to vote uh, to impeach. So... If you need 17 out of the 50, but 45 has said they're not doing it, um, carry the two. You're falling short. Yeah. So what's going to happen? I don't know. What are they going to do when they don't have anybody, when they can't? They'll just move on to the next uh, the next uh, crisis. And yeah, but they want so it. badly to kick Trump. They'll figure, they'll 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 move on and try another. They've they've they'll keep trying. They might even keep trying another another method of this. That's what they've been known to do. But it's funny because. Uh, we have someone like they were talking about the new Patriot Act because of this, mm-hmm. like a new and improved Patriot Act. Well, I mean, I heard Tulsi Gabbard get introduced or interviewed by Tucker by Tucker. And man, she sounded like super reasonable. Tucker's kind of done bitching out after he had that little uh, post capital thing. Yeah. He's not such a wuss anymore. Yeah. Well, he got he got a talking to, I'm sure. You take a good swift drink and. But Tulsi Gabbard, I mean, I'm not a big fan because she's like super rah-rah, progressive bullshit and uh, uncertain things and pro-abortion, all that kind of stuff. Um, but she at least is brave enough to f- stand up against people like Hillary and the the nuts and the real far-left nuts in the – and not even the far-left nuts. In, in I mean, I'm, the the Patriot Act, Act, Act stuff they're talking about, stuff that I wouldn't I – could, I could see uh, Romney voting for. See, I don't have a problem with people I disagree with. Who you can have a reasonable discussion with. Yeah. And I'm guessing. I have a feeling she's reasonable. I have a feeling I disagree with Tulsi Gabbard on 70% of what she thinks. Right. But, you know, there are some things we agree on. Look, there's, I'm never going to be like, vote Tulsi. I'll never be that. Yeah. But I'll be like, hey, let's figure out what kind of compromise we can do and talk to someone like her. Exactly. So. But they don't have any room for her. No. Well, and the right, to be honest, doesn't have a whole lot of room for people like that anymore. I'm just, I'm tired of this. Everybody's got to go right to name calling. Um, real quickly on the Dan Crenshaw comments on the trans people serving in the, uh, military Mm -hmm. as a person who did not serve. One thing I have 
always appreciated about the military is that it was to quote a general I heard many years ago on public radio, and I can't remember what his name was. He said, the military is designed to kill people and break stuff. Anything that gets in the way of killing people and breaking stuff is a bad idea. And if the trans people in there get in the way of that through morale, if the person in there believes that the person next to them can't protect them or fight for them, then that starts to undermine that. I expected Crenshaw to at least go there. And he didn't. He said, and I agree with this at least, if you're capable of doing what is required, you know, if you can, if you're not lowering standards or anything, you can do that, then you should have the right to serve. He said, but the problem is this isn't about that. This is about the military paying for gender reassignment surgery. He goes, I don't know how you can, you can have any state of readiness if you just went through gender reassignment surgery. He goes, you're going to be declared medically uh, unable to serve until you've fully recovered, you know. And so he goes, you know, fine, if we want to have people who are capable of serving serve, but the military should not pay for this surgery. And I 100% agree with that. Well, does the military pay for insulin for diabetics to serve in the military? I don't know. They should. Well, I'm they'll actually, say. I'm being facetious here. They shouldn't. They'll because say. Because you shouldn't be in, in working in frontline combat if you've got. Uh, type 1 diabetes. Well, but they'll say things like, well, no, I get your point. They'll say they'll pay for uh, the um, uh, Viagra that soldiers want. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true, but even if it is, you're equating Viagra with gender reassignment surgery. If you are, you're a fool. That's a stupid comparison. It's It's, not going to affect frontline readiness. It's just dumb. It's absolutely stupid. And they do that stuff on purpose. So... Uh, one more quick plug for my boy, John, uh, John Roberts, who you don't like. <laughs> Do you see what he did? No. In this impeachment thing? He won't oversee it because he's like, can only impeach a president, not president. So the Dems even had to go ahead and they said, well, let's make Pat Leahy the. the uh, but he's basically. Um, so so Roberts is uh, telegraphing that we're not going to fucking even. Pretend Roberts that this is saying. Is yeah. Roberts is can... saying this. This is stupid. So why it's not even constitutional. Yeah, he's saying he's saying. He's, te- he's basically telegraphing, saying if it ever got to us, we'd be like, fuck off. Which you can say what you want about Roberts, like him or not. He is a master telegrapher. I mean, he t- in his opinions, like or uh, pro or con, he'll always be like, well, but if you redid it this way. And he's definitely doing that with this, saying I, we're not getting involved yeah. in this because this isn't going to be close. So, All right. Well, I got my problems here. with him, but I at least like that. Okay. I'll. I won't, uh, I won't snap back on that because we're, we're, we're running late here. So, And Crenshaw, that son of a bitch. Just kidding. I know you hate him. <laughs> I don't hate Crenshaw. You do? I just have uh, No, I just you hate have Dan concerns. Crenshaw. You hate Dan Crenshaw. I have Crenshaw. my concerns. You hate Dan Crenshaw. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, it's our email is rooster at com or crow at com. And we're still on Facebook at Bread and Circuses Podcast and hopefully back on Parlor if Parlor gets up here soon. See you, bye.